Chapter Seventy Two of the Story of the Thirteen Colonies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Kachuk. The Story of the Thirteen Colonies by H. A. Gerber. The Quaker Woman. The British, quartered in Philadelphia, were leading an easy and merry life. But several times during the winter, Howe made plans to surprise Washington's troops. To his dismay, however, his plans always seemed known to the Americans, and therefore failed. Afraid that some spy might overhear him, Howe once held a secret meeting at night in the house of a Quaker woman named Lydia Dara. To make sure that he should not be overheard, he bade her go to bed and see that all her family retired likewise. Lydia obeyed, and the general, thinking all was safe, explained his plan to his officers. But the Quaker woman had noiselessly slipped out of her room again, and was now standing at the door listening to all that was said. As soon as the talk was over, she crept back to her room, and when the officers had all gone, Howe called her, as agreed, to lock the door behind him. But she pretended to be sound asleep, and let him knock at her door three times before she rose yawning to show him out the next day lydia who had not dared breathe a word of what she had heard to any one said she was out of flour and got a pass to go and buy some at a village nearby meeting a patriot there she quickly warned him of washington's peril and then quietly went home the next day howe crossly said to her it is very strange you i know were asleep for I knocked at your door three times before you heard me. Yet it is certain we were betrayed. On arriving, we found Washington so prepared at every point that we have been compelled to march back without injuring our enemy, like a parcel of fools. Lydia heard this without making a sign, and not till the war was over did it become known that it was she who had saved the army. Besides the American patriots, foreigners were helping washington with all their might among these was the prussian officer baron steuben who knew no english and therefore brought over an interpreter with him according to one story this interpreter made an idle bet to kiss the first yankee girl he met landing at portsmouth this man won his wager by stepping up to a pretty girl bowing politely and begging permission to kiss her saying before leaving my native land to fight for american freedom i made a vow to ask in earnest of victory a kiss from the first lady i should meet the story adds that the young lady accepted the kiss saying she could not refuse so small a favor to a man who had come to fight and if necessary to die for her country steuben joined washington at valley forge and there began to drill the troops so they could meet the british on an equal footing at first the german officer was shocked by their lack of discipline and swore at them in every language he knew sometimes he even called to his interpreter come and swear for me in english these fellows will not do what i bid them you see soldiers in those days thought it manly to swear and as baron steuben had been accustomed to european soldiers who obeyed without a question it took him some time to grow used to americans who as he said had to be told this is the reason why you ought to do that before they would obey 
Still, he soon taught our men to fight like old and trained soldiers. The winter the troops spent at Valley Forge was one of the coldest ever seen, and therefore the soldiers' sufferings were very great. But with the spring, hope revived, for the news of the coming French fleet made the British leave Philadelphia to defend New York. General Howe, having gone back to England for his health, it was Clinton who conducted this retreat. Leaving the camp at Valley Forge, Washington pursued him across New Jersey, planning to engage him in a battle at Monmouth, 1778. Here Lee, who had been exchanged for Prescott and was again in command, disobeyed orders and bade his men retreat. Warned by Lafayette, Washington came up just in time to check this movement, and, dashing up to Lee, hotly asked what his disobedience meant. Lee answered, These men cannot face the British grenadiers. But Washington exclaimed, They can do it, and they shall. He was right. The men could, and did, face the enemy bravely but precious time had been lost and instead of winning a victory the americans only managed to stand their ground during the battle molly pitcher a gunner's wife carrying a pail of water to her husband saw him fall she immediately rushed forward took his place and loading his cannon fired it as quickly and well as he in reward for filling her husband's place that day congress paid her a small pension and the soldiers who admired her pluck ever after called her major molly when darkness came on the fight ceased and washington flung himself down to rest during the night an officer drew softly near and the general quickly bade him advance and deliver his message saying i lie here to think and not to sleep washington's thoughts were busy for now he could no longer doubt that charles lee was a traitor indeed he foresaw what soon happened that lee would be dismissed from the army in disgrace in fact lee who had tried to harm the american cause was never allowed to serve his country again and had to withdraw to virginia there he lived a loveless and solitary life in a house whose only partitions were chalk lines across the floor. End of chapter 72